Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 118. I'm your host, Brian. Uh, joining me this evening is Terry. Hey, everybody. And of course, Ian. What's up? And from the dumbass media network, the dumbass himself. Flying high in the sky. <laughs> How is everybody doing this week? Doing great. Good. Really? That's rousing compared to our last podcast. <laughs> well, everybody, last podcast. hip hip hooray! <laughs> Our last podcast, you forgot Terry. I know. Well, uh, you know what, though? <clears throat> Here's the thing, that when you listen to it, you, you won't know that I screwed up. I fixed it, <laughs> I, I fixed <laughs> it in post. That's right. <laughs> so, so, in editing, do you leave in all our mistakes and make sure all your mistakes are covered then? Yes. So that's, you exactly look like what I'm, that's exactly what I do. I, I make sure that what I say is perfect and what you guys sounds as sloppy as you normally do. In fact, I even add some ums and stuff like that to what you guys say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you guys knew that, right? I assume I that's what yeah. I assume that's what a producer does. Yeah, so basically, <laughs> you edited the Sarah Palin dialogues whenever we're talking. To exactly. Really make us yes. Sound stupid. You guys all sound like Sarah Palin by the time <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> um, hey, we got a. Um, I wanted to mention that we did get um, a couple of uh, listener emails, and um, and one of them was letting me know that I had had put up a bad episode and it was corrupt. So I really appreciated uh, that he did that. Um, and so, but I, and I got that fixed a couple of weeks back. And then the other one, we got an update. Um, oh, what, oh, what is the person's name, Terry? Sorry, Ronal- I got it right Ronaldo. Probably, probably screwing that up. Was, um, had some information uh, for us on Pascal's wager that, uh, that we'll look at. Renato. Renato. See, sorry. I That's apologize. Cool. I should have had that up. Yeah, Thanks, Renato. Yeah. Thank you very much for that. And we will definitely, um, I, we'll, we'll get back to you on that one because I want to look, I want to look through it and make sure I understand it a little bit better what they're, what they're proposing. Um, so yeah. So we certainly appreciate that. So we have, what's that? Three listeners now? Oh, uh, we, we may have actually have the fourth listener. Have we counted Howard? Um, you know, uh, Howard is so prolific that he's like, he counts as like two already. <laughs> so there's two and then Renato's three. The correct. <laughs> <laughs> the corrupt dude is for. Oh, oh my you, gosh! You can't you can't be doing that because we we actually have listeners. They just don't all email. <laughs> we love them all. Uh, all right. Uh, anything else, guys? Before we masturbate. <laughs> oh, is wait, this we, where I talk we, about? We weren't supposed to have started yet. Hold on. Oh <laughs> man! I was going to talk about riding cyclocross. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I guess I'm done with the masturbation moment. No, well, you can talk about riding cyclocross. Go ahead. That's okay. I'm bad at it. <laughs> You're bad at it. Excellent. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> It's time for the masturbation moment. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. What do we got? And, and dumbass is bringing us the masturbation moment on behalf of Ian and Terry. Well, neither of them decided to step up. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am disappointed in the both of you. They had this idea that we don't have to masturbate every week, which is wrong. Oh, I, a thousand apologies. I will never make that mistake again. <laughs> I might. You know, I don't make any promises. How do you make it a week? I mean, really? Well, that's just it. It's I didn't think we had to masturbate for the podcast. So I used to fall my matches. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, there's this guy, Doug Adams, on 
another Doug Adams. And, yeah. I, I just I just noticed that the guy's name is Doug Adams. Another one. You know, um, remember uh, Doug Adams, the guy from the uh, prone masturbation. Yeah. Oh, oh, this, oh, same. You want? It's the same guy. I wonder. Hmm. Anyway, he was a passenger on a Virgin Atlantic flight from uh, Logan Airport to LAX, and apparently he was he, he was caught masturbating on the flight, and he caused a bunch of trouble getting into arguments and acting crazy. Um, some people said he was having like some sort of psychotic incident and tried to exit the plane via the emergency door. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of a fun flight. Anyway, the it had to be diverted to um, where was it diverted to? Uh, did say Omaha? Yeah, I think so. Omaha. Oh yeah, he's so, yeah, had to, to... Had diverted to Omaha um, uh, in order to remove him, I guess. So, so to be fair, it probably wasn't the masturbating that caused this. I mean, if he had just got into the bathroom and rubbed one out, nobody would have been the wiser. No, the, the public masturbation is a little bit uh, more. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like most of the aftermath stuff is where they really said, okay, this guy is not quite yeah. <clears throat> what we want on a plane full of people. Well, the part where he tried to open the door. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Yeah, it sounds like that plane needs to land. Masturbating aside. <laughs> wow. I, the, my favorite line from this article, Dumbass, is uh, uh, this seems slightly more, let's see, unlike recent incidents involving public masturbation, this seems slightly more reasonable. It's a long goddamn flight. People get horny over the course of six hours. Very true. Well, sure. I, like, I like the one comment. He was upset when he found out you can't join the Mile High Club just by yourself. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan, you mean I'm not? I'm not a member of the Mile High Club. <laughs> I thought. Wait, wait. You can. There's got to be a solo Mile High Club, right? I mean, come on. Uh, it counts. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Well, I mean. Okay, what if, what if you sexed on a plane? Oh, you're not supposed to be doing that because you're not supposed to be texting while in air. So sexting would be a would be a no no. It'd be frowned on. Oh, I thought I'm so old. I'm such an old lady. <laughs> I thought you were using like a verb for um, having sex. I thought I didn't <laughs> catch the. <laughs> 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 I'm such an old lady. Oh my god. <laughs> you 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 you've never sexted? Uh no, I don't think I have actually. Really? <laughs> I'll have to give it a I'll start. I'll yeah, I think I think you should take it up. Yeah. I mean, it's never too late. I'll push mute and I'll go grab my phone. All right, very good. Who are you going to send the They are going to your husband though, right? Uh <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> <clears throat> Don't send them to me right now. My my wife will hear the phone go off. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like pro bike racers I can send. It. I don't know. No. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else, guys? We've done. Uh, I'm just thinking how perverted our podcast is tonight. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. we're, right, we're this... not going any. You know, <clears throat> no, it doesn't get any better. Than this is, tonight is one big dick joke. I'm not going to have to add dick jokes later. Is how this is going to go. Oh, it's true. It continues, doesn't it? It does continue. Shall, shall we continue on? Let's go. Yeah, so let's go. So a 14-year-old boy saw a uh, – it was in a, a courtyard of a church and saw a kneeling Jesus. And so what do you do with a kneeling Jesus? Well, not just kneeling. Jesus' face was raised. Well, it's true. Sky. I mean, Jesus is, is kind of in, in prayer looking towards the heavens, and uh, and it looks inviting. <laughs> Jesus is on his knees. Yep, yep. So, so he's you know um, simulating fellatio, 
And uh, so apparently, um, the, the this is uh, this is not okay. Apparently. <laughs> and, so uh, what else are you going to do with a exactly, Jesus statue on its knees? Exactly. What else are you going to do with that statue? So, so, it, but here's the, here's the interesting part. Here is that it isn't the church that was upset about this. I mean, they probably weren't happy, right? But they didn't. But they're not the ones who pressed charges. It was the district attorney who who saw the picture and decided to press charges against this 14 year old boy for doing this. Um, it, they called it desecration. They said that they desecrated the statue. And to be clear, no damage was done to the statue. It was not the statue. It was not harmed in any way during this event. At least not physically. We don't no. know about. Well, but see, but that's the point, right? It, it it wasn't physical damage. But um, where is the statue? No, I got. Now I can't find it. The Christian does the Christian privilege article have it? Um, well, we're looking for locate. that's what I was looking for. We're looking for what de- what the, what their definition of desecration was. Oh. Maybe it's in the uh, FFRF. Okay. Um, no, that's a misdemeanor. Uh, the, the law cite, cited in this case states a person commits a misdemeanor of the second degree if he intensely desecrates any public monument or structure or place of worship or burial or intensely desecrates any object of veneration. By the public or substantial segment thereof in any public space. Right, but it, it goes on to, to to describe desecration as being something that if if somebody else saw it and they and they thought it was like wrong, um, that 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 was considered desecration. So it, so I always I, I always thought of desecration as a physical thing, but clearly they're they're saying here that it can just be something if somebody were to see that and be offended that that would be desecration. Is basically what it is. This is a blasphemy, blasphemy law. Is what this, what this comes down to because right. because it has to be a venerated object. Now I'm not totally clear on what that means, but I but I'm pretty sure that it ha- that that means that it, that it must be a religious object. So if that statue was um, of Groucho Marx, so it, yeah. it, it would it would not be venerated. Um, albeit Groucho would probably think that was humorous, but yes. still. Um, it you, he it would not be desecration in that scenario. So it, it, this is specifically uh, it's blasphemy is yeah. what this is is what they're saying. This is a blasphemy law, and this and so the DA, you know, he is taking it as a badge of honor that all these liberals are pissed at him again. Sure, because it gets in street cred with the other conservatives. Right. So the F um, there's a couple of people that have taken this up. I think the FFRF has taken up the case. As well as, uh, I guess, possibly this. Um, um, there's another organization that was looking at it too. A- anyway, but um, in the FFRF argument, they they have challenged laws like this. In fact, when in Colorado, they tra- they challenge um, challenged a law um, that was similar. But I didn't read that case. So probably it it can be beaten. But yeah. um, you know, ha- but here's the other thing is that this um, the the. The initial article went up in a San Francisco paper, I believe. And, of course, this happened in Philadelphia. And so I, I imagine that if this had, if, if this was done in California in, and actually in San Diego, if that's where this church was and that's where this was, I'll bet this would not be prosecuted. This is because of this DA and this is because this is in Philadelphia – in Pennsylvania, rather. Is it Philadelphia? It's Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, where, yeah. Yeah, maybe not Philadelphia. I am uh, – but um, it definitely – uh, Everett, Pennsylvania. Everett, Pennsylvania. So if this was, you know, many other places in the country, it would this would not be an issue. But here's the thing that, that kills me. This is he could go to jail for two years if convicted to a juvenile yeah. prison for for 
for for this for, for a joke yeah for a joke something that i mean okay it might be tasteless but so the hell what yeah and yeah, who who of us haven't done something that dumb when we were that age but here's the thing is that i mean okay he shouldn't have done it and maybe it's trespassing right so he should have gotten a slap on the wrist and he's like don't don't do that it's not okay right, right? right. but beyond that there should really be no repercussion I mean, yeah this is not a big deal this is a 14 year old kid and he thought this would be funny but you yeah. read what the and it um, kind of is and actually. it is kind of funny yeah but you read what the district attorney was saying i think he's trying to make an example and uh, he I is mean, trying to make an example but but it's a but it's purely a religious example it's, right. it's, he's, he's a, to, a total ass i mean um, yeah. if that tends to upset the anti-christian ban school prayer war on christmas opposed display of ten commandments crowd i make no apologies yeah uh, you know, he, so he, he's a public employee and now he has said that he's using his position as a taxpayer funded employee yep. to promulgate his religious views oh yeah that's well, pretty much exactly what he's openly saying and the church, the church is not the one pressing charges. They, right. they, I mean, he and he apologized to the church. The church accepted his apology and they're done with it. Sure. Right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, what are they going to do? I mean, come yeah, on. This, this is not, not the, a big deal. This is not the first person to do this. This just right. happens to be uh, one picture. I'll bet there's more. And there'll be a lot more when I Facebook everybody. Well, I was going to say, I think that No Illusions from the Scathing Atheist has tasked his listeners with producing more of these pictures. Sure, sure. I mean, I don't I don't think that that, that's a great idea. I don't think that I would encourage that because it it is inappropriate behavior. Well, sure. And it is if it's private property, it's private property. Well, exactly. This I mean, I'm pretty sure it's a church courtyard. So I mean, it looked like it was right off the street. It looks like a right of way, like a public right of way, but it, maybe it's church property. I, I don't know. I mean, we're, it's it's it, it's not public property, right? If it if that's on public property, then there's a completely different problem. So it's it's probably right. a church. But it's not like it was um, fenced in or anything. You can see yeah. by the picture, you, right? You know. No, and that's fine. But well, now that you say that, maybe Noah didn't actually task his listeners. Maybe he said, mm. "We're not." Something like we're not telling you to do this, but if some of you happen to, <laughs> okay. So do, you know, do you remember? You guys remember the story of the uh, of the vag- uh, vagrant Jesus on the um... yes, yes, yeah. That 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 that'd be the perfect one. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, no, it 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 was wrong. But a two-year jail sentence yeah. doesn't exactly fit the crime. And you know what? We're seeing a lot of this stuff here recently where it's just like, you know, the, the punishment doesn't fit the crime. I mean, look at the the um, the um with these football players. The, the guy who um, who beat his son got a one-week suspension. But this kid, so he he used a switch on his son's testicles. Yes, and, yes. And he's not going to jail, but you this know, kid is going to jail. Who, I, I don't know. That, that John might- L. John yeah. Elway's son apparently um, got charged with abusing his girlfriend. He actually dragged her around by the hair and actually pulled some hair out, and he's getting a slap on the wrist for that. Right. But another football player who dared to smoke marijuana got a two-year sentence. Oh, yeah. A uh, jail sentence, not a suspension? Suspension, sorry. Suspension. So I, I, I misspoke. He got a two-year suspension. So even even the NFL punishes more more harshly based on – uh, what I would consider a more minor crime versus this other crime, right. um, and 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 which one? And and I think that the the um, the NFL does this based on basically a what is it a like a public relations clause where basically you, if you're making them look bad, that's why that's why they do these things. So they have is a reputation. it is it our fucked up society mm-hmm. that doesn't make a uh, whatever 250 pound man who beats his four year old son's testicles look bad? Like well, we just give that a pass? But which is I, but which I'm is not worse. sure if society is approving of 
feeding a kid's testicles. No, they're 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 not. But what I'm saying is, is that even you, we have we have a definite bias. To, um, I mean, I think I think even people who are in favor of corporate punishment might say yeah, that's a tad too far, buddy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, but what I'm but my my point is that we are, but the punishment should fit the crime, right? Right. So so <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe this maybe this kid should do community service for a week at the at the church. And, sure, he and do cleans some up clean, trash and, do, on the and clean up some trash. But should he spend two years in jail? No, right. You know, but so that's not going to help anything. That's going to cost, you know. The, the taxpayer's money that, you know, he's not going to gain anything out of it except for the idea that the system's fucked up. Right. Plus the laws it's not going to make him a better citizen. Right. It's going to put him behind because how's yeah. he going to finish high school and go into yeah. college well, and go into be? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But he, it's on, it's an unconstitutional law. So no matter, no matter how, it, how this comes down, he shouldn't be prosecuted in the first place. Yeah. And so, and so this DA is, is a problem. Overstepping. Yeah, I think so. He, he's just trying to, you know, put out a bunch of hot air just to get the Christian right on his side, I guess. He's posturing, yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's posturing, that's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Yeah. yeah so You know, I'm probably sure. nothing I, I'm I'm guessing nothing's gonna come of this and it's just gonna be he's he's just posturing just uh for the show of it. Well, I mean in Pennsylvania this will probably work out well for him. Yeah, we, probably get him reelected. It probably will. <laughs> I don't do we elect DAs? I'm not sure. I, I think, think so. I, I no, know. I'm not positive. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea how it works. But then, of course, Dumbass gave us another picture of a religious symbol yes. being okay. Yes, molested. this is my favorite. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. Uh, I am a huge burger fan. It, it is a religion to me. The McDonald's uh, Angus barbecue um, burger, that that is absolutely divine. And when I see something like this, somebody desecrating a McDonald's statue like this, <laughs> They they ought to throw the book at him. They got to go to go to jail. This is just too much. And you definitely can't try to claim that McDonald's is not a religion right now. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, so we have Ronald McDonald sitting on a bench and a and a woman straddling Ronald and uh, looking quite pleased yeah. with herself. As well, she should. I Absolutely. Mean. <laughs> Rock on, sister. Uh, and you know what? I bet Ronald didn't complain a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if he did that in um, Pennsylvania, he might get in a little trouble. Um, actually, I don't know. No, because this is not a venerated statue. It's, it's not, not a venerated statue. Yeah, it's, a venerated. it's a girl. I, I could make the argument otherwise. It's not palatial. <laughs> well, you're going to have to get the DA to support you. True. We should email him this photo. <laughs> if she was sitting on Ronald McDonald's face, that might be different, though. Well, that's what I would have done. <laughs> Isn't there a Monty Python song? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> sit on my face. <laughs> sit on my face? I don't know. Yeah, sit on my face and tell me that you love me. I'll sit on your face and tell you I love you, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. All right. <clears throat> Do you guys see this article from Think Progress? Uh, so a judge, Hobby Lobby decision means polygamist, polygamist sect member can refuse to testify in child labor law case. So uh, apparently uh, this gentleman whose name is in the article um, is refusing to testify in in a uh, child labor law case against the FLDS church. And the judge, because of the Hobby Lobby decision, 
has ruled that, you know, that, that he can do this because basically the guy is saying that, um, you know, basically he's, you know, taking a religious oath or not to speak of it or whatever. And, and so he can't violate his religion. Yeah. So uh, let's see what happened. A bunch of they they closed the school and sent a bunch of kids out to work for a week on a harvesting pecans on this ranch. Um, uh, the report included video of hundreds of children, many of them very small, working on the ranch. Um, the federal officials investigating this alleged violation of child labor laws will not be able to require an FLDS member named Vernon Steed to provide information that could aid the investigation because Steed objects to giving certain testimony on religious grounds. It's against his religion to give testimony against the church practices, I guess. Well, we've, we've talked in the past that whenever these religious issues come up in the, um, in general, when the judge rules in favor of the religion, it's opening doors that, you know, we don't want open. That's why we're opposed to it. Scalia. Right. Scalia. And time and time again, we've seen this happen. Oh, it won't cause any problems. No, you're opening the fucking door for. Oh, right. And, and, don't and Scalia really... was so sure that the way that he wrote it, it, it couldn't be used as any sort of precedent. Well, clearly he was wrong. Yeah. And that's not surprising. Time and time again, we've said that. Other groups have said that. And yet, oh, now, it's presumably not going to happen. The, yeah, presumably it'll be challenged. Um, I, I hope it'll be challenged. Yeah. But if if we can set a precedent like that, man, it, anything can be against our religion now. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I can't do overtime. It's against my religion. <laughs> I can't pay for these groceries. It's against my religion. Right. You just have to give them to me. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully that that's, uh, you know, that's pushing the limits. Right. But it does seem like um, we're starting to see some, uh, um, we're starting to see some challenges, um, some blowback on, on this decision, this Hobby Lobby decision. Kind of, you know, it's actually kind of scary because you think about it, it could, it could be used in this one that we just talked about, you know, to, to, to prosecute this guy. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, what I love is the short-sightedness of it. Like the idea that, well, we're going to rule in favor of Hobby Lobby in this one decision about contraception, and we're going to just limit it to that. No one's ever going to abuse it because people don't abuse. No, uh, it never happens. Yeah, it never happens that people abuse things like that. So I think we should have done the next one first. Cause yeah, that fits probably. More... <laughs> well, this one is not quite as serious, but this is pretty funny. So um, this was in Vancouver. Somebody put up a a devil statue with a huge boner. Yeah. It had a huge penis <laughs> and they put it up and so people going by on was it some sort of a, um, a light rail or something, a train? We could 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 see this and uh, it was right off um and uh, so it got taken down. <clears throat> Apparently the city thought it was inappropriate. Well, of course he's wearing a toupee on his penis. That's what it looks like to me at least. <laughs> Don't know what What are those called Merkins? <laughs> Don't know what anyone else sees that, but it looks like a really bad toupee over his penis. <laughs> so, but so it got taken down. But what I found absolutely hilarious is that there is a Kickstarter to bring it back. Um, Kickstarter aims to bring back Vancouver's beloved penis Satan <laughs> statue. <laughs> so I just, I just thought this, this was the most hilarious thing. So. I mean, you you look at the pictures. Oh, um, perhaps it was inappropriate. Um, and but, I don't know who made it. That's that's one of the things I love. Is yeah, it's a mystery. It, was, it, it, got, it just showed up. It just yeah. showed up. They just put it <laughs> up. Apparently, the pedestal used to have a Christopher Columbus statue. Yeah, which they but, and down. they pulled because of all the issues surrounding the figure. 
And so it, it's been vacant for so years. So they tried to put something up a little bit less controversial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's controversial about Satan? What has he ever really done? Right. Is it Satan or the erection that people are objecting to? You know, that is a really good question. Which part did, which, which part do they have a problem with? It's just penis envy. <laughs> well, that favorite. is a hell it's of a It's quite penis. an impressive one. I'll give him that. Yeah. Although, like I said, he has to uh, put to toupee on it, which, you know, I, I think says he has issues himself. But he needs to manscape that just a little bit. I yeah, agree. probably <laughs> some manscaping. I, I'm, 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 it should have a big old cock ring, too. I mean, is he, is he circumcised? I can't quite tell from the picture. Uh, it's hard to tell because it's so erect. Sure. Yes. You know? so, it's turgid. But is it's got a hell of a head, head on that penis. I'll tell you what. As my <laughs> wife would say, you're not touching me with that thing. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. So, but last I looked, they actually had, they actually had some money. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Right. But even if they make the money, they can't exactly put it up. So their goal is 2000. They've got 888. About a third of the way there. Um, and they even said that, that uh, the actual goal is 2,345. And they just pulled that, that number out of their asses. If you yeah. read the article, they, they just, All right, this is what we'll put up there. What is the material that it's made out of? Do we know? Is it flat? What is it? What's the medium, the sculptural medium of the um, penis? I, I, I don't know what the I, – I, I have no idea. What it looks like, though, is that, that somebody just modified a mannequin. Oh, probably so, yeah. Yeah, and they – so they, they put so they put the horns in the, and they painted it red, put a small penis on it. Put a, put a little penis on it. Yeah. Sweet. But I, I'm just looking – What's he there. looking at that's making him so erect? Where uh, are his eyes gazing? <laughs> That'd be interesting to find out. Because <laughs> they, they, they are, you know, very much directed. And that might be you know, some sort of joke. They might have actually put him looking at something specific. You never know. It's like the Da Vinci Code stuff. What is the That's secret right. of the statue? What's the conspiracy here? What's the other one? There's Kickstarter. What's the other one other than Kickstarter? Oh, I should know because I can't remember right now. Which is one of the that the Vampire Academy two movie was trying to raise a million dollars or something or a hundred thousand? It barely got ten. <laughs> So, so if you if you look at it, people are more likely to give money, you know, to save a, a Satan statue than the Vampire Academy Two movie. Well, you heard the one potato salad made how much money? Oh, I don't know. You know, the guys doing potato salad made thousands. Like, wow. Wait, is potato salad a euphemism for something? I'm no, they were really making potatoes. You haven't heard of this? No. The Kickstarter they, they were they wanted to make potato salad, and so they did a Kickstarter to fund it. And it was a joke thing, but I don't know how much it ended up with. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> I need a Kickstarter. <laughs> you know what? This has only got till October 16th. So they're running out of time here if they're, if they're going to, if they're, we're going to bring back the Jesus statue. Oh, my well, birthday? Is that your birthday? October 16th? Yeah. Oh. I don't mine's, remember the date. Yeah, mine's well. the 13th. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. if we want Satan by Ian's birthday, they got to get some money. Well, yes. Yep. Uh, so a, an erect penis needs a vagina, right? Maybe not all erect penises need vaginas, but some do. So, <laughs> <laughs> no. Well they, they, well, they need to understand vaginas and study them. If they, yeah, if they, if, they, you if know Satan's what? interested in vaginas, I don't want to be homophobic at all. I want to say I don't always see cookies, but when I do, they're vagina cookies. <laughs> they're vagina cookies. <laughs> So, uh, second grade. I study vaginas a lot. I'm just studying, honey. Just studying. Do, you, do you lick off the frosting first, or do you? I have, I, I have a technique. I bet you do. <laughs> Text me later. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, what was it? Sex. <laughs> oh, sext me later. Yeah. <laughs> that new thing that the kids are doing <laughs> that, today. That all the kids are doing. <laughs> all the kids are doing that thing. <laughs> so a second grader's mom baked vagina cookies for her child's class and then completely lost her shit when the teacher said they were inappropriate. <laughs> Like all the vaginas, like shaved, fire vagina, unshaved, all kinds of like. Now, in the article, the picture they show is not the actual picture of the cookies. We don't get right. to see what the cookies look like, but someone did a nice uh, variety of vagina cookies for that us to look at. That picture is spectacular. Oh, you know, I'm sure the yeah. kids wouldn't know what they are, but uh, still, it's except, kind of like. Except that the mom flipped out. Oh, yeah. Made a big production, you know, yeah. So from the article, the teacher noted that every kind of vagina was represented, including small, puffy, white, brown, shaved, bald, and even a fire crotch. <laughs> What's a fire crotch? I don't even know. It's like sexting. I don't know. It's all this new stuff. Uh, they were frosted. A red uh, crotch? <laughs> what would you call that? I mean, is it just red hair or does it got oh, crotch? Maybe so. I don't know. Maybe so. I don't know. Uh, the teacher told... cubes, is that what you call it? <laughs> <laughs> the okay. teacher told the mom that the cookies were inappropriate, and the mom stormed out. Later, she sent an email to the teacher in which she claimed to be a feminist, then went on to shame the teacher for doing women's work, stated that she would no longer be participating due to a lack of disrespect. Yeah, I love that. I love that. A <laughs> lack of disrespect. Now, now, here's the thing, is that I am, I am a terrible writer. I make all sorts of mistakes, right? So maybe I can't say too much, but she's not going to participate because of a lack of disrespect. She clearly <laughs> got before. that wrong. Thank God you're not going to do anything with me again. Pull your kid, whatever you need. Yeah, but, um, but she finished this whole rant with, I hope you end up with an abusive husband that beats yeah. you every night. <laughs> but here's the thing. You know, that- I, I, th- I think one of these uh, cookies in the picture here, I think one of them mm. belongs to uh, Cookie Monster's girlfriend. <laughs> oh, see now so I the one that. in the right, yeah, the, the right, the right upper corner. Yeah. Right. You know, did we mention? Oh, oh that one's Big Bird. Okay, but this <laughs> was... As, as much as I am in favor of vagina oh, cookies. <laughs> Do you have a Muppet fetish, Dennis? Um, no. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to ask. No. <laughs> oh, and f- fire crotch. I found it in the Urban Dictionary. Okay. It's a unique pubic area of red hair. The only unique crotch out there. Blondes and brunettes share the same dark color down there, while redheads are red down there. The uniqueness allows them to occasionally be excused from the shaving ritual. That's what the Urban Dictionary claims. Okay. So, so he, did we mention that? So these cookies. Did, this is a group of second graders. Yes. <laughs> and while vagina cookies are wonderful, they perhaps are not appropriate to bring to school. For this age group, maybe for any age group, maybe, maybe that's just not something we actually need in school is vagina cookies. The parent actually wanted the teacher to talk about vaginas to the kids and explain how great vaginas are. Okay. Now, okay. It's like, ah, uh, perhaps fifth all right, graders. But, but, but the, if you're going to do that, you should also talk about how great penises are. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Is that cookie back to the picture? Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. You know what? <laughs> Second in from the left on the bottom row. Is that menstruating? Yes. I, I think so. I think that's a menstruating cookie. No, I think we've determined they're all Muppet vaginas. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, and is I was, that like Elmo's friend Zoe or something there? <laughs> I'm all for like being upfront with kids about biology, but I think this is a little over the top because not every parent is comfortable with their kid eating a vagina cookie or whatever. <laughs> 
Plus, I so now I have a picture of this mom in my mind that is totally unflattering to her. And uh, I wonder, like at this point, I'm wondering about the food safety issues of these cookies that she molded with her bare hands in her who knows how clean kitchen. You know, I'm a little OCD <laughs> about food safety. and I'm little- You know what? I've got the urge right now to learn how to bake vagina cookies and just bring them out to hand them to my friends. No, but that, it. but that's okay. <laughs> I that that is okay. What I don't want you to do is bring them to my daughter's school. Right. And not that I have a particular problem with it. I just, I really do just think it's inappropriate in a school setting. Period. I Outside of the sex ed class, even where, in the but sex, even, ed, I mean, but even in the cookie part, even, yeah, yeah, the cookie. I mean, yeah, I mean, a plastic vagina as part of a for. I think fifth grade is kind of where they start teaching sex ed. That that's fine. Yes, the vagina is wonderful. It's okay to it's okay to you know to to talk about it, right? But well, um, do we have to are, have a conversation that these aren't technically vagina cookies? They're vulva cookies. I'm I'm a little disappointed actually in some of these clitorises. I I want a bigger clitoris. <laughs> well, some of yeah, I, I've made this point before, but uh, in common parlance, vagina means the same thing as, as yeah, uh, vulva. Yeah. I know, I know. Yeah, I know it does, but I kind of disagree because I think it, I mean, I don't disagree with your point that in common parlance it does. I disagree that mm-hmm. I think it's unfortunate that it does because I think it minimizes all of the other structures. Well, but let me just say though, in this particular case, because they were supposed to be instructional pieces. They should have been referred to as vulva cookies and not vagina cookies. Yeah. In, 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 so here, oh, maybe, so you're maybe it's okay it for to be educational purposes. Yeah, it should yeah. be called vulva. Right. So, yes. so they, so in this particular case, I think the teacher was right to tell the, the mother that, that, she, that this was not a good idea right. because they should have been vulva cookies. <laughs> Had she approached her with vulva cookies, I think this teacher would have been on board. Okay, then. <laughs> is there a multicolored Muppet that would be uh, represented by the one with rainbow sprinkles there? <laughs> <laughs> we can't get away from I the picture, know. can we? We, we, have, we have moments of interjecting, you know, like s- some rationality, and then it's back to the picture. <laughs> <laughs> the picture is glorious. I love this picture. Is that an albino? Oh, oh me, well, or an old lady. Mm. Hey, you know, know, you know what? That's an interesting one. There's, there, none of these have gray hair. Well, that snow, whatever the one uh, next to the menstruating one, has white. Is that white hair? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we got a couple of Brazilians. It's like coconut or something. Huh? Yeah, a couple of Brazilians. Fewer Brazilians than I would have expected. I thought everybody was. I thought all the kids were doing that these days. I, you know, I think that they're scaping a little bit more. I'm surprised that we don't have more with just like a little hair on top and then the rest shaved. I mean, where's that cookie? It's not represented here. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I want them all represented or none. Fair representative of um, cookie vajayjays. Got it. So I want to say something serious for just a second. Yeah, yeah, and then we'll go back to the picture. <laughs> Are you and aware of what about... podcast you're on? <laughs> <laughs> this is reminding me that a while ago I covered um, uh, labiaplasty, which is where women are getting plastic surgery on their labia because we don't know that there's diversity. We think we're all supposed to look like porn stars. And um, there's a website called the Labia Library where you can look at human diversity in labia and vulvas and see that like even these vagina cookies aren't really representative of the diversity that's out I, there. I don't know if it was that side or not, but one night we were, I was in here with my daughter and, um, we were watching the, talking cons- about vulvas. We, well, it did go into that. We did actually go find a, um, a webpage with a whole bunch of different vulvas, um, that I was showing her, but it started, we were talking about the consent, consent video and somehow we got onto vulvas and, uh, I don't know which, what page it was, but we saw, showed my daughter a whole bunch of different ones. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. 
But did they have blue ones and purple ones you and know what? yellow ones? Okay, here's the thing. They did not. And now I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Muppet vulvas are not representative enough out there. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is unfortunate. I'm going to grow my hair and get a dye job now. It's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do a fire crutch. <laughs> Whatever that is. Whatever means. that is. <laughs> I still don't know. Ian told us and I still don't get it. Well, I have to sex it or sex it. Yeah, sex it. Would you sex that? <laughs> On the Twitters. On the Twitters, yeah. I'll Twitter that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, now for Victories for Common Sense. All right. So let's, and, uh, yeah, let's move on. Yes, Victories talk, talk, for Common Sense. Uh, we had already talked about opening the doors. Is this, wait, addictinginfo.org? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, so um, once more, opening the doors. Obviously, um, the Supreme Court had ruled that the practice of prayer before a government meeting can continue. They have to be diverse. So um, let's see if I can find his name real quick. Da, 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 da. What was the guy's name? This guy was brilliant. A <clears throat> dick joke here. Sorry, that's a note for me. <laughs> okay. So we, we, we talked about opening the doors. Um, on opening the May doors 5th, to what? What? Opening the doors to what? Opening the doors to everything, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> so on May 5th, 2014, the Supreme Court ruled that the practice of prayer before government meetings may continue. Okay. Um, okay. Fine. Let's go. But guess what? You have to actually include diversity in that. So what happens? Well, uh, <laughs> uh, in, let's see. Do you, do you want do you want a second to get your thoughts? Yeah. Cause the okay. names keep seeming to change. Okay. You, you oh, want... here it is. Okay. All right. So, um, uh, agnostic pagan David Suhar basically went and said, okay, I will deliver a pagan innovation in front of the Escambia County Board. And uh, apparently one of the board members, which I think you can actually see at the beginning of the video, gets up and walks out beforehand because, you know, he he's not going to have a pagan or satanic, or satanic minister pray for him. Yet, if you watch the video, this is actually a really interesting innovation. I mean, he basically see, does it in harmony. No, he uh, sings it. He actually sings yeah. it. He sounds good. That sounds really good. But what I love is um this one quote. In a way, I would like for other people to experience what it's like when I go to a meeting and am asked to, and am asked to pray against my conscience. He's ba he basically is saying straight out he is against all prayer. But if they're going to um make it so the prayer is acceptable, fine. Let me go in and pray my way, which all of you are going to feel uncomfortable about. To get the idea of why we just shouldn't do it to begin with, I love yeah, it. No, uh, when prayers happen like that, it, it doesn't make me uncomfortable. It just kind of bores me. Yeah, it's Although such I a waste. Like it's such a waste of the public's time. It really, is, but these county commissioners have clocked the fuck in to do the job of the people, and if they want to pray, they can hold hands beforehand before the clock starts ticking and pray in private or out in the hallway or in their cars in the parking lot. But God can only hear these people when they do it in public like this, right? Is that what? Well, no, they're not is? supposed to be praying in public according to Matthew 6, 6. And this is one of the things that kills me is that Matthew 6, 6 is that they still, you're supposed to do this in private. It's, you know, it's like, it's like having a penis. It's great to be proud of it. Just don't whip it out in public. Oh, damn it. I've been doing that wrong. too. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you're going to do it, this was far more entertaining than, than most prayers I've ever heard. This oh, was awesome. Yeah. Uh, it, it's actually a really good innovate invocation that he does, it, it, and you know you can understand what he's asking all the um, elements from the different um, compass points to grant the power. 
And you know, it's really actually you can almost start singing along at one point. But it was, it was actually pretty inoffensive, actually. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love how the Christians are always blindsided to you know by the fact that other faiths exist. They fight and fight and fight for the you know for what they want to do for their faith. They want to pray to the Christian God in public at the beginning of public meetings because they want to proselytize at every opportunity. And when someone from another faith comes along and demands the same right, they freak the fuck out because they had no idea that other people would be deserving of the same rights. Is it isn't it a minority of people though? I mean, I don't think it's. A, is it is it a majority of these Christians or is it a minority that that want to proselytize like this? That's a good question. I maybe always, because maybe it feels like a majority because they're so loud about it. Well, I mean, they say the same things about atheists. They're so loud about what they don't believe. So I, I don't know, you know. Um, but I mean, we're seeing a lot of it. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Well, it's more. It opened the doors, and if the Christians are upset about what's coming through that door, you have to point out it's your fault. You opened the fucking door to begin with. <laughs> right. We we didn't want it open. We wanted it to stay closed and to just not have any of it coming through. But you guys had to push everything. But and if you know the good comes in with the bad, guess what? No, I although I wouldn't say bad, but if if everything comes in all at once, you invited it. They're wasting time as it is. It's too bad that there isn't a wall of separation between church and state. Say like. (laughs) An non-establishment clause or no, something like yeah, that yeah, that we could. No. <laughs> what a waste of time that would be. Oh, I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Nobody wants that. <laughs> Except for me. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think, you know what? Pants. I think Christians want that too. I mean, you when you talk to them and, and you tell them why you want it and, and you say, listen, this isn't just about you not being able to proselytize in public. It's about anybody not being able to proselytize at these meetings. They get it, right? Right. A lot of them do. A lot of them do. So, yeah. So I'm going to cover the first story in the culture and cognition section. Back into the pants. Back into the pants. pants, Out of the pants, back into the pants. Here we go. Uh, The Journal of Clinical Infectious Diseases published a summary outlining the correlation between declining incidence of human pubic lice infestations and the increase in pubic hair removal across genders. From the article. In 2006, Armstrong and Wilson reported a significant decrease in the number of pubic lice infestations seen at their genitourinary clinic in Leeds, UK, between 1997 and 2003. This occurred at the same time as the number of cases of gonorrheal and chlamydial infections had significantly increased. They noted that the initial major decline in pubic lice infestations occurred in 2000, coinciding with the wide introduction of extensive waxing techniques, such as the Brazilian in women, and speculated on a possible causal relationship. So deforestation is causing extinction, maybe. I don't know if I can take this seriously without a cookie. <laughs> without a cookie. Back to the cookies, yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah. Think th- I think that that makes a lot – I mean, that, that makes obviously a, a lot of sense. You shave the hair off, you, you can't get lice. But I'd rather have the lice than the gunnery, I think. Right. Well, I think they point that yeah. out to just um, – it's not like people's sexual behaviors are, are changing or that – uh, STIs are decreasing across the board. It's just this one specific thing that might be correlated to removal of pubic hair. Right. Just because their habitat's disappearing. And I love, my favorite thing ever is the intersection of culture and epidemiology. I just think that is so cool. Yeah. And bikes. It's my other favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so are there still Boy Scouts? Okay. <clears throat> well, this is follow up on everything. You know, we, we bring, come back to the Boy Scouts every so often, especially since I am very active in Scouts. My boys are both Boy Scouts. Um, and they need more gay atheists. <laughs> yeah, regretfully, the atheist stuff hasn't even come close to being dealt with yet. So technically, if 
anyone um, ever pushed the issue, I might be thrown out. But um, do you want me to so, do you want me to help you out with that? Yeah, I, I kind of like being part of Scouts, right. so I'm good. Let me know. Let me know. I'll take care of you. So, anyways, right now we are getting a new director of Boy Scouts, uh, Robert Gates, a former CIA director and Secretary of Defense. His father was a scout, um, so he, he has all his father's stuff. He's actually, if you look at, you know, read through the article and look at the pictures, he definitely um, values scouting. He believes that that uh, very much was part of why his father was a great man. Um, he, it, goes, it talks quite a bit about you know his father, you know the way he was. Uh, but what I loved, okay. Gates, one thing that's rather famous about him is he was actually very instrumental in repealing Don't Ask, Don't Tell. tell. Right. And so here he is now running Boy Scouts, and one of the first things he was talking about, obviously, was the recent um, lift on the ban of homosexual scouts. And he said if, if um, he would like to have seen it be all across the board, so adults included, the ban to be lifted there as well. He thinks that would have been best. And so Ralph Bass like, okay, I definitely think this guy's probably the right direction we want for Boy Scouts then. So I was quite happy to see you know him come in and openly start saying that right off the bat, because it sounds like the type of thinking I want to see encouraged. You know, one of the issues that I had, they said, okay, it's okay for the Scouts to be gay, but not the, but not the um, adults. adults, which is going back to this idea that, that of, of confusing um, being gay and being a pedophile. Right. I mean, if they're just gay, what the heck does it matter? What we don't want is pedophiles. That I mean, that um, we all agree on that. But gay doesn't equal pedophile, and they're not making that distinction with their rulings. Right. That's true. Although to play devil's advocate here, I mean, we don't let uh, men uh, lead Girl Scouts. Um, we don't. Not that I know of. Uh, okay. uh, I, I, I I can't speak to that. I don't that know. I, that. I don't know that either. But I do know hmm. that women can lead Boy Scouts. Sure. Are, uh, so. I don't know. I was in Girl Scouts. I don't remember but, any guys. You know, uh, dumbest. They're, they're private organizations, so they can make those decisions on their own, right? And so, and so, I'm not saying that they don't have the right to to make the decisions that they that they have. I just still think they're wrong. Oh yeah. Do you think that men should lead Girl Scouts if they want to? Uh, sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. 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 Just a, like a lot teachers. of people would feel a little bit icky about that, though. Why? I why not? Something might be. Um, when I was in high school, my sister was babysitting for a friend of hers regularly. And um, suggested her fr- friend um, have me babysit. My sister couldn't, and her friend couldn't handle that. She's like, "No, no, no. He's a boy. I- I'm not gonna let a-, a boy babysit my little girl." And honestly, I'm better with kids than my sister is. <laughs> I was better with kids back then, but this one, you know, people still do have these weird ideas about men, you know, being more likely to be pedophiles, and it- it's you know. You, you can ask Brian and my my wives, our wives, um, who have worked in the daycare setting. There's actually rules there that follow that same kind of prejudice, you know. So it's it's there. Men are apparently you know viewed as less favorable babysitters and less mm-hmm. favorable in um, taking care of your kids than women. Okay. Yeah, so. it, I mean it's true, and I, I guess to be fair, um, men are more likely to be sexual offenders than women are. But uh, the thing is, it, it's still a very small likeliness of yeah, but a some, man being. Some, some of that comes from the reporting of it. Uh, I, I've I've read some stuff recently on men being raped, and men aren't. You know, if a woman rapes a guy, he's not going to report it. 
he's, that, that's true, but a lot of women don't report rape either. Yeah, but uh, less men report percentage-wise. Mm. Less men report rape than women. Yeah, there so, is a st- um, stigmatism to that. Well, uh, it's a function of a sexist society. Yeah, they they would be shamed to say that they would let a woman overpower them, right? Yeah, and a lot a lot of women are also uh, shamed because because there is a lot of slut shaming. Yeah, and uh, women feel ashamed if they're raped because a lot in a lot of places. They, they would be meant to feel shame, be, even though it was out of their control. Totally, yeah. So um, from the from the GSGLA, the Girl Scout Group Leaders Association, <clears throat> can men be Girl Scout troop leaders? Absolutely. Every Girl Scout troop requires two adults. Um, so okay. that is very forward thinking. Yeah. I'm um, impressed. Yeah. They, so they, there has to be two adults, I guess, for every troop. Is what I'm reading. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it says minimum one unrelated female. So maybe one of them, maybe they still require one female and the other one can be a male. But still, men men can't. So it looks like they don't want two men. You can have a man and a woman or two women. Yeah. And they don't want a couple, but that yeah, kind of makes sense. Yeah, they want it. It needs, they, it needs to be an unrelated female. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so if you were, if I wanted to do a troop, I would need somebody other than my wife, an unrelated female, to help me lead that troop right. for my girls. So, so absolutely, you can be. Cool. Yeah. So. All right. So then the other issue with this is, you know, is there still Boy Scouts? Well, they're talking about the membership decline. Uh, Scouts have seen a decline two to four percent per year um, of about, say, about two point five million kids in two thousand thirteen. Then, of course. Um, after the um, changeover to allow openly gay scouts, there was a six percent decline in membership, and that's you know pretty intense. And but part of that was a whole bunch of churches decided to pull out, and um, in that action, they have created the new group called Trail Life USA, and it is a Christian alternative to scouting. And uh, after I saw this, I of course had to start doing some research on that group. Um, interestingly enough, you cannot find a active troop for Trails Life USA in Colorado, but uh, they claim they have quite a, a good start to their following. Uh, I think the numbers were uh, already have. They claim to have 375 troops in 45 states, with another 300 troops in the process of chartering. You know, it, it doesn't count if they if they're just you know members of your Facebook group. <laughs> <laughs> now, the interesting thing, you know, in my research of it. One of the um, principles is they claim to be all-inclusive. They will actually let people of any faith in, even atheists, as long as they're willing to accept um, following the Christian beliefs. Wait, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> but that fits you, you, can, you, can, you can be an atheist as long as you're Christian. As long as you're a Christian atheist. <laughs> but that fits the fundamental conservative beliefs in America so well. It's like, we're well, fine if you're every, you know, whatever your faith is, as long as you're willing to accept that Christianity is the um, one true one and you'll let um, Christianity be the one that dominates your life. And I, that's the one thing, I went, when I read that, I'm sitting here like, that is exactly what they want, you know, they believe. Doesn't matter what faith you are, but if you come and follow us and live by our guidelines and basically be a Christian without saying you're a Christian, we'll get along just fine. Wow. Wow. Okay. I bet you still have to pray at the beginning of Probably. the meetings. And... Uh, it'll be interesting to see if um, the trail life goes anywhere or not. Uh, it, it has you know, hard competition. I'm not sure if it can really get to the point where it lasts that long. I mean, Boy Scouts is over 100 years old now and has you know, pretty much solidified itself in our so culture. You, you said that the churches, there were churches pulling out. 
of the boy. Yeah, I, I thought that I thought that churches had big problems with with you know pulling out. <laughs> I thought where you were going with that from a mile away. Uh. <laughs> <sighs> so, so that's the present update to Boy Scouts. Of course, I'll probably be following them up here, you know, in podcasts to come as new stuff comes out. Because, like I said, I, I'm I'm very active. Both my boys are active. Uh, I I enjoy it. I I very much like the experience. I I enjoy working with the boys and helping them, and I think it's meaningful. And so I will continue to bring up stuff on Boy Scouts. You know what the what the world needs is some sort of um uh, some sort of uh, non denominational um uh, non uh, like uh, um secular uh scouting training program for people who are interested in becoming scout leaders and uh, and they can go they should be able to go through this training and then they can you know start out some sort of um uh, non-affiliated scouting thing in their area and get uh you know get a, get a group together well my troop was never really religious yeah. or I, them, I don't remember mine so, being religious <laughs> some are some aren't and to me it's like okay that's you know should be the individual troops choices well, should it be? Should it? Uh, can are they allowed to say that our troop doesn't allow gays? So go to the, over to that troop. Um, how much discrimination can we do here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're officially allowed. They could probably make you more uncomfortable because, um, with the troop we're active with now, our scoutmasters recently changed, and part of the problem was our old scoutmaster had some issues with that ruling. Although he's still active with the troop, he stepped down and let a scoutmaster who. You know, was completely comfortable with the ruling takeover because he he was more concerned with what was best for the troop than he was his own personal stake in it, which I admire. So he didn't step down and protest; he just stepped back because he knew he couldn't fulfill the obligations right. that were required. Right, and I, I I I'm fine with that. It's like okay, yeah, you know, yeah, that's fine, that's reasonable. Yeah. Yep. What is history going to say about it? Uh, well, it depends on who you ask, right? <laughs> so uh, you guys probably actually know more about this than I do, but there's a local story brewing. Well, Brian, uh, uh, did your daughter participate in the walkout? Yeah, she did. Okay. Yep. So let me just yeah. <laughs> let me just say what's happening and then let's discuss. Okay. Some schools in the Denver area are closed even today as we record um, because of a teacher walked out and student protests over proposed changes to the AP history curriculum. There's a new school board member who wants to focus on the positive um, parts of our history and, you know, cast everything like Hiroshima and slavery in a positive light. So she hopes to promote citizenship, patriotism, essential benefits of the free state enterprise, respect for authority, and respect for individual rights via censorship. And students and teachers are rightly up in arms about that. She wants to rewrite the curriculum to whitewash some of the civil unrest and the negative things that the things we fucked up in our history. One of the things that, uh, that there's a textbook that's been written that I think that they would like to use that that claims that um, um, that blacks from the South willingly fought in the Civil War. And oh, some did. Not willingly. Well, not on on the North. I think that might be true. Oh um, yeah. Well, um, actually, uh, there there were. Uh, I I know on the South there were uh, some. I think. It was mostly just they were trying to defend their their homes. Basically, they that, weren't. That it it wasn't. The, a, that might be the case that they were defending their homes, but they didn't. They didn't actually fight in this war um, willingly. And that there were some. I think that, that there's some cases where they fought, but it, but it isn't like they got together and said, "Hey, we really want to be slaves." Still, let's continue slavery. Let's go. Let's go fight the no, North. No, that that wasn't that that wasn't the motivation behind it. Of right, course, right. But that's that's kind of the claim is that that, that they were happy with the lives way that they were, <clears> and so they they fought in the Civil War. That's what I got from some of these articles. 
Well, so here's the clincher in all this. Um, the lady who, um, Williams, who actually put the wording in, talking about how um, you can't see. Okay. What's he saying? Is he wants the committee to review it and make sure that we're not teaching um, all the, the negative stuff and that patriotism is the primary thing and you can't teach, um, you can't promote, uh, what is it? So I'm trying to find, remember the actual wording, but you, you can't promote um, civil unrest and well, stuff also, like that. They also don't want anything in there that would would um, support the idea of civil disobedience. Dis- yeah, that's the word, civil disobedience. But here's the thing: is that okay? So our school board is is um, is three to two. We have the we have these three people that that came New in. New people that just yeah, came in this they, last year that, that have a clear agenda. And they're the ones that, that want to do this review of the AP history standards. So what they, what they said that they would do is that, okay, each one of the five could, could, um, could say, uh, they could, they could nominate three people to be on this committee. And so, and of the, all of those people, they would select nine. So what's going to happen here? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it is so blatant what they, what they are trying to do. And so what, what they were supposed to do is review these AP histories for their accuracy. Which okay, that's fine, but presumably that's already been done. And uh, well, one of the th- things that Williams doesn't mention is the AP history requirements that have been put down were put together by colleges because the AP history will give you college credit, and so colleges were the ones that put this together and say, "Hey, listen, if you want the college credit, this is what you need to do." And if they actually change the AP history curriculum. There, um, it may be rejected by the colleges, in which case the whole point of the AP history program would be um, negated. So the students who the students who take that class wouldn't qualify for college credit because they they would change the curriculum. Right. Right. If they don't follow if they don't follow the AP history standards, then then it's not applicable. But here's the thing: is that what what the AP history standards try to do is give a balanced view. Now you can make an argument that that they might not go far enough. Right. That I mean. They're talking about some good things that we did, and they, they talk about you know where we failed, which I think is a good good way to teach yeah. history. But what the school board and 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 the people that are upset about this, they want to show the America in this glowing light, you know, that we are the savior of the world, and it's just not the case. Well, what's weird is Williams's claims don't make any sense. Her initial um after this came up, she's talking about oh well, the reason I gave this is because um. <clears throat> The, the AP curriculum is going to, uh, this is her words. Uh, let me give you some examples of who is omitted. Jefferson, Adams, Madison, Franklin, with not even a mention of Martin Luther King Jr. Knows all the lessons of the Boston Tea Party, Lexington, Jefferson's first inaugural address, and Lincoln's Gettysburg address. Half of those are civil disobedience, anyways, which I loved. Because right. that counters, you know. But then the reply is, ah, uh, no, at no point does that, um, omit any of it. The AP history framework doesn't name that stuff because that's basic history stuff that they figure is going to be in there anyways. They've already covered it. The history books themselves for the AP courses have all of that right in there. So uh, Williams herself, I have briefly looked at parts of it, but I'm not an expert. And that's why I would like a committee. No kidding. She's She's admitted she's not studied any of this and actually has no clue what she's talking about. And yet she's the one that's getting to write these, um, the curriculum standards now. It's like, no, no, no. Doesn't right, work but he, that way. So here's the thing: is that they tabled this for now. They yeah. did not go forward because because the between the students and the teachers, Stanley Lake High School 
was was one of the ones, that, and it's not too far from me. The teachers all called in sick. They had to close that school. There was another one I think was in Evergreen that they had to close. And today it was Golden and one other. Was it? Yeah. And so here's the thing is that the, this school board is all, is, was already problematic. Yeah. And so now that the teachers are fighting back, I hope that there isn't that, you know, that we can make some progress here. Yeah. And last week, my son and Brian's daughter both participated in their school's walkout, which I love this. Williams was talking about how um, they don't want to, we start to promote kids to break the law, but, and what they're doing is breaking the law. And it's like, what law is that? The freedom to uh, protest? Right. The other thing, uh, though, though, is that the, they had a school board member and they had a police come out to make sure that the kids were being safe. So the school yeah. board is so concerned about these children's welfare. Yeah, but you know, the kids weren't breaking the law yet. W- Williams, the one who's trying to somehow fix her position, is actually half the time, uh, if you read the stuff, she's trying to blame the kids. Uh, they're just um, uninformed pawns of the U- te- teachers' union. Right. That's what they're claiming. They're claiming that, yeah, that the, the students aren't aren't – they aren't doing this of their own volition that teachers are basically encouraging them to go and do this, that they're telling them to go and do this on, on their behalf. And yeah, that- I, I've had a, a real conversation with my son about this. He understands exactly what's going on. I have no doubt about that because I've talked to him and communicated with him. Yeah. I'm not sure that. No, no, you told him what to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You right. told him what to believe, buddy. And we, we've had a similar conversation. You are conversation. forcing him to believe that. Yeah. We've had a similar conversation. I'm not sure if, if she completely gets it, but she understands that what they're doing is, is you know, changing history, essentially. Now, yeah. see, the, the great quotes throughout this on both sides, you know, on, on the William side, showing how ignorant they are and how really, you know, they're trying to double down and make it look like, no, 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 they're not trying to control anything. They're just trying to do what's best. But uh, certain quotes I love. If there's no civil disobedience, no matter how big or small, nothing ever changes. And that was a school, a student, Jacqueline Wallen, apparently. Uh, doesn't say what school she's from. She's a senior at whatever school. Uh, said that. And it's like, that is exactly what should be taught. And the idea that, hey, no, we don't want our kids to learn civil disobedience. It's like, no. This country was founded on civil disobedience. Time and time again, it has taken civil disobedience to change this country in the right direction. Right. And it should not be something discouraged. It should be something kids should understand. When you see that, yes, civil disobedience is the right way to go. Well, not only that, this idea that you shouldn't question authority is yeah. so fallacious. That's you, what should, I was say. you should absolutely yeah. question Sounds authority. Sounds anti American to me. <laughs> exactly. In order to be a patriot, you have to understand the actual history of your country. And whitewashing this shit that actually happened so that we can. You know, you know the Revolutionary War should it. never have happened. Yeah. <laughs> they should have just bowed down to British authority. <laughs> right. Uh, I know. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> you so, know, but it, they, they really want to make sure that. Uh, that their authority isn't being questioned is is right. kind of is kind of what we're seeing from the school board now. In, in well, and they're starting with history. Was it conspiratorial of me to imagine that they'll go after science next? Well, that you know that was my <laughs> question to our principal. Is yeah. you know I mean where where what is their agenda? Um, you know because they're so pro charter school. Now we have been um, assured that the controversial language has been pulled out of the proposal. So when it actually goes in front of the committee it um the, the stuff that's the true problem with it won't be there this is a complete waste of time but, and they know it yeah i mean that this is this is them out kissing babies i mean they are pandering to a certain group oh yeah 
You know, I I was reading a book on um uh on history and the way people often misunderstand. I for, I wish I could remember the name of the book. Not, not that long ago. Um but um the guy in the book was saying about uh, how uh uh a similar thing happened with him. Uh he was he wrote a a book on history uh, a history textbook uh with somebody else I think trying to be to correct some of the inaccuracies and everything in that but um, the board, uh, didn't accept it and because of, uh, uh, the way it treat, you know, talked about like race riots and stuff. And, um, they actually took him to court over this and, uh, the, the, some of the things they were saying were like, uh, and it's crazy how they expect, like, if black students maybe, uh, learn about, uh, the bad things that have happened to him, they're some, they're gonna, become really embittered and start, you know, like harassing. They're, they're, they're afraid like that. Well, some of those black teens were, are like uh big, uh, strong guys. And, you know, they got one girl <laughs> teacher in there, you know, so it, it, their, if, their oral tradition hasn't taught them the history of their people. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's like, they're, they're going to learn about slavery and learn about race rights and stuff. And that's going to make them want to hurt their teacher. You know? Yeah. I, I, I don't have that dim a view of these students. Yeah. What is kind of ironic though, is that the one thing that, that, that they want to take out, you know, this idea of civil disobedience is exactly what's happening. Oh yeah. yeah. And I, 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 I there's, loved it. there's this, this one line, um, that, that I really like from that too, because apparently, uh, they asked, I forget if it was a man or a woman who was on the stand about this. Oh, why dwell on this? It's, it's all in the past. Uh, we, we can't, we just get over this. And the judge turned and said, well, this is a history textbook. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, history is written by the winners, as it yeah. should be, right? We can just write off all that stuff we don't like because we, we, you know, why dwell on it? <laughs> it's, it's unfortunate because here's the thing is that I don't think that the, that, the AP History Centers warrant a review, and right. if they if they are successful, they're they're just punishing the children. Right. Well, basically, if they get reviewed and the committee actually says, "Oh, we need to change it," okay, you basically kick this out of the AP program. The kids can't get the college credit; they can't go through uh, the program like they should. You know, outside of busy trying to openly um, brainwash our kids. What else, what are you trying to do here? And make them less prepared to succeed in college. Yeah. You know, but the, how many, how many, what is the population of students that actually take AP history? I don't know. I compared to just a, a typical social studies right. class. I think it's kind of low. I think, I don't think most kids are taking this AP history. This is like special credit stuff, right? Well, I yeah. think when I was in high school, I had to qualify for those classes. Right. So this is a select group of people that's of, taking these in the first place. Of bright kids. Yeah. Of, you know. Or hardworking kids or whatever, whatever. kids who are willing to do the extra work. Somehow they got into this class. I I don't know. But to some level, though, it's not just about those kids. It's about the this school board busy trying to, you know, rewrite what they shouldn't have any business rewriting. Well, but my point is, I guess, really, is that this is going to trickle down. They're starting. They're starting with this this piece that is that affects a small segment, and then it'll work down from there. Right. If you can't talk about slavery in the in Hiroshima in the AP classes, you certainly can't talk about oh, them in the other classes. Exactly. Well, like Terry said, when is it going to move over to science? And they start, you know, dictating what science is proper to well, teach. Well, that's where this school board is heading, I think. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and they've almost made it clear. My understanding is, you know, they came in almost making it very obvious that they had an agenda like that. And we're going to start trying to fix the school's programming to follow, you know, the proper... Right. 
American way of thinking. Well, the other thing is that the, the superintendent that they hired is a union buster. So they so they want it. So they want to get rid of the unions. Yeah. They they want more charter schools. So so there is a big union busting agenda with this um, with this school board as well. So, so all in Colorado listeners, help us vote these idiots out when you get the chance. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this is Jefferson County. Yeah, because we can guarantee we will be voting them out when we get the chance. Well, I didn't vote for it. I voted against them in the first place. Yeah, same here. Because we had some excellent people running against them. But uh, but these people had, I mean, it was, they, they bought this election. It was mine yeah. in this particular case. All right, do we have anything else? We should have ended with Volvo cookies. I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> so we're we're such you a can depressing. Mix them around. You can if mix you look them at this around, podcast, that's... it jumps back and forth. It's like you know, we probably could have organized it a bit better so the sex stuff was kind of together and the religious <laughs> stuff was kind of together. But we just jumped over. over. It's like yeah. we needed okay. a refractory period between the sex stuff. Though. Yeah, yeah, we needed a we needed a cool off period. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't cooled off one single bit. Oh. <laughs> how, how, how do you how do you get uh, you know AP history on a cookie? That's what I want to know. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Anything else? I think we're good. It's time we pull out. <laughs> America. America. <laughs> Say goodnight, everybody. Good night. Good night. Well, if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time you're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. You could always roast us in a voicemail at 720-295-7785. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons share-alike, no-derivatives, 3.5 license. So, hand it to an unsuspecting friend, but please, just don't change the content. Intro music by Peter Cannell. Find more Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Board. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture. If you can try to edit that to make me sound a little more coherent, yeah, exactly. yeah, no, no. I would very much appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Analytic That's what I jokes. need. It's the intelligence filter. <laughs>